When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcasts plus if you could like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break pop culture cosmos Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the Lakers Fast Break, like I said, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends of pop culture. Of course, the great folks at Lakerholics.com, the great folks also as well for the game time chat at Lakersball.com, plus our friends at Hoopheads Podcast Network. And if you can support all that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers and thunder in a battle of the g league teams as both teams decide to go ahead and do what they can to try and deplete the rosters as far as having people play so to speak because no lebron no ad no carmelo no russell none of the big players they wanted to go ahead and bring in in fact lebron is done for the season he decided not to go after the scoring title i think that was probably a maybe a publicity move as far as not trying to get any heat on him or maybe just trying to save the ankle, whatever it may be. He's not going to go after the scoring title, as it were. But I will say that right now that the Lakers, again, in a battle of the G League teams against a team that is trying very hard to tank in the Oklahoma City Thunder, it uh, turned out well for the Lakers. And finally, they get one in the win column after a very torrid second half. Close game at the half. Lakers up by four, I think, the half. Then they went ahead and they pulled away in the second half and did okay. Not too bad for a 120 to 101 victory. Want to go ahead and give a shout out to Stanley Johnson with 21. Malik Monk only had 12. Trying to see if he can close out his career possibly with the Lakers. We'll see if he actually stays on as a free agent, but trying to make a good impression out there. He had 12, but a plus 12 and plus minus. THT only had 15, 4 of 16 shooting, but was a plus 21. Austin Reeves with 11. Dwight Howard, unfortunately, the three-point magic was not there today, but he did get 15 and 8. Wenyan Gabriel, who signed an interesting two-year contract, with one of the years being this year. So it's uh, evidently a 
two game contract with a deciding for the team as far as a team option on the second year. So we'll see if he actually does pan out as far as with the Lakers. He chipped in with 16 points, seven rebounds, and a plus 24. Wayne Ellington had 10. And also Mason Jones moved up from the G League team, the South Bay Lakers. He had 13. Again, a lot of these players will probably not stick in the league from what we're seeing. The Oklahoma City Thunder really only had two players that that played well. Actually, three if you conclude a Melvin Frazier Jr., but they had Georgios Kalatazekas with 25, and also as well Jalen Horde with 27, and also Isaiah Roby with 14 if you want to. Uh, he's chipped in with 14 as well. But again, this is about the G League teams, and with none of the Lakers that we all know and appreciate out there, it was really hard to go ahead and get into it. But the Lakers still did win 120 to 101. So we'll count it as a W in the win column. The Lakers are right now. 32 and 49, they're out, they're done. They're already planning their vacation plans with one more game left at Denver. But here today to talk about the game, first man up, good man indeed. He is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. Please check out his latest article today at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom, who is going to be right back, I'm assuming. Right on cue, he leaves. Yeah, timing is everything. I set you up and you walk right out the door. Was the game that unwatchable to see? I, I will say that, again, it was a battle of teams that decided not to put out their best rosters. Obviously, SGA, not in the lineup. Josh Giddy not in the lineup. You know, again, Oklahoma City is trying to tank. The Lakers are just trying to get through the end of the season. And they're just Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a real dicey thing trying to buy tickets at the end of the year, you know, because you never know what you're going to get. Game could turn out to be an important game or it could be – turn out to be a nothing game like like tonight's game you know considering all of the all of the stuff that's been leaked out to the press about russell westbrook and the the whole attitude of the team and comments from vogel and comments from magic and everybody throwing everybody under the bus i don't know it looked like pardon the the pun there it, it looked like everybody was in pretty good mood tonight you know um, everybody seemed, everybody on the bench seemed to be happy. The superstars seemed to be happy with the play of the various guys. And so, you know, it, it, I don't know, you know, everybody's sort of the expectation, I guess, is that we're going to have a real bloody mess this summer. That's going yeah, to, and I know rival, again, going to rival what it was when magic resigned, you know, and I, I don't want to stress that the, the reason why they waived yesterday, Tre- Trevor reasons so that they could go ahead and finalize a two year contract right. with Wenyan Gabriel, but the second year, which would be this coming season would be a team option. So they're is leaving it, their is, options. So open. it is, a, is it just a two day contract? It's then? just essentially a two day contract. Mm-hmm. And then they brought up Mason Jones from the G right. League South Bay Lakers. Yes, who did actually pretty good today. So yeah. Well, at least they at least they took an option on him. You know, I mean, I'm still not convinced on the kid. Again, yeah. he he's been through Same six here. NBA teams now. I mean, you've already you got to go ahead and, and change the way you play once you've been through six NBA teams. But get, you know, right now it's only a two day contract at right. the for in essence for right now. So what are you going to do? What do you got to lose? Well, he's he's also. He also sort of fills in as a filler, salary filler, because I know in constructing a lot of the trades that I've been looking at for the offseason that when you hit a certain point, you really need to include Stanley Johnson and the team option that he's got. 
And so here's another player with the team option that, that would knock you up so that you can get, you know, you, if you want to get a 20,000, a $20 million a year guy, you need and to you need that you last know, million dollars to cover it. Yeah. You need, an, you need another, you need a couple of million dollars more and Stanley Johnson falls in that range. And if you want to get up to 23, 24 million dollars, it's nice to have another guy to trade. And that was one of the problems that the Lakers didn't have. They didn't have any of those guys for five, 10, 15, you know, those middle, not superstar salaries, you know, just the salaries like they didn't even have those those contracts of the average NBA salary of $10 million. Yeah. Those, and that limits a lot what you can do, you know? So, um, so, you know, it was good to see a win. It was good to see a win. I don't have any angry grudges against any of the players on the team, you know? It'll be interesting to see all of the news that comes out and what the final thing is. I still think that it's kind of interesting because it's almost like magic is going after Rob Palenka. Again. Again, yeah. And it was interesting that he was with Jeannie and Linda and the rest of the gang at Kareem's 75th birthday celebration. And happy birthday to Kareem on that. Yes, definitely happy birthday to 33. Cap looks like he's 75, though, man. He was walking pretty gingerly there going off of the edge. Well, can you blame uh, him? No, I, he's, I'm a couple of years older than that, so I can definitely well, he, But he's 7'2", my friend. He's 7'2". Yeah, I know, I know. It's just that I see so many people my age and younger that they can't walk except gingerly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So stay in shape and keep working out, guys. <laughs> Otherwise, it's go. coming for you. Absolutely, indeed. But also here today to talk about today's game and also as well, his thoughts on Coach of the Year, which we should have done last night. I had it on the schedule, but we'll do it tonight. Plus our All-NBA teams. Good man, indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out on the Game Time Chat, where there's only one left at Denver. That's at LakersBall.com. It is Ox1947, Joe Soro. Joe, great to have you here on a Friday night. Thank you so much. Appreciate it as always. Your thoughts on today's game? I mean, you can't take a whole lot from today's game, win or lose, because the fact is you don't have your team there as far as the way it was constructed originally. And I'm sure that when the roster was constructed several months ago, this was not how the team wanted it to go. <laughs> we saw it all. We saw tonight what the Lakers were. The Lakers did what they were eating for three months. It was interesting. I was looking at the score. For a second, I put my head down, and all of a sudden, we, we went from six to eight to ten. To all of a sudden, we're, we're up 17, right? Yeah. And it felt like, wait a minute. Isn't this supposed to be the other way around? But it's not. It was the first time I, I remembered them playing four quarters it's like they lifted the curse on us wasn't it well it's also because <laughs> oklahoma city started taking out the players that were actually well they only played what seven well, guys they, total? Six, they couldn't take out anybody yeah, yeah they, that's true that's true it's it's a uh, and melvin frazier was the sixth guy yeah it's, it's a it good. was a pretty bad product again and tht still missing free uh layups so i he was I, I watched the game which is terrible for a 21 year old it is, but he's 21. He, 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 I mean, imagine four years from now, if he continues to work, maybe he can be something. I don't know. Well, we'll I don't know if we'll ever know. I don't know if we'll 
have yeah, him long enough. Gassed, to build up. Yeah, he he did great last night. But, but I mean, let's be let's let's night. let's be real about that. You know, we're talking about age. I mean, twenty one. I know he's been in the league for three years, but geez, he's still twenty one. <laughs> um, I, I I'm I'm indifferent with 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 Taylor Horton Tucker. I I don't really have any feelings with that one. I don't really care if any of them come back. To be honest with you, I, I really don't. If some if we can't sign Monk, we can't sign Reeves. We can maybe a little bit for Reeves, but I, I have absolutely no, I have no feeling for any anyone to come back if they don't come back. Absolutely not. I don't remember Agreed. the last time I went into an off season thinking that. So we, I, I enjoyed that we won. Winning is always good. It's been a good winning day. I saw the Dodgers play earlier, and they played well. Saw the Yankees win. What? Saw the Yankees win today. Yeah, and they also lost a little bit when Judge turned down their extension. But we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, That's only temporary. (laughs) I don't know about that. Uh, George's boy doesn't operate like his pops. But, again, we'll get to that in a minute. And that sound you heard was the Angels' bullpen lighting up. That one that Jamie was talking about that was going to be so much more improved. The Angels stink, and they will always stink until they we won one. Until they figure out when they can actually bring in pitching. You got it. I agree, Whole, wholeheartedly. I'm not going to disagree. It's fitting that we beat an Oklahoma City team that essentially started the descension as early as it was losing a 26-point lead against them, and then I believe a 22-point lead also. Yeah. The OKC uh, curse. The OC, and, 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 you know, this I is... I think it was a 26 and a 19, if I this is, this is This is Russell Westbrook's flagship team, right? Yeah. Right. So I find it, I find the... I don't know, I find that interesting how that worked out. Because he wasn't drafted as, as a member of the Seattle, or was he drafted? No, he was drafted, as a, he was drafted as a Sonic... Okay, he, okay, Ken, but, him and Kevin Durant. But they turned into Oklahoma City, right. yes. and they're the same franchise. There is no distinction, so it's the same franchise. Yeah, they no, should no, bring no, him but, back for a, to end his career there. As a, but, but Durant Durant uh, played one year in Seattle. He did. Yeah, He actually uh, had a really Westbrook. cool commercial where he was taking jerseys off, and then the last one was a Westbrook Sonic jersey. didn't play as a Sonic. Westbrook no. was drafted as a Sonic. He was drafted as a Sonic. Yeah. Okay. Correct. What might happen there is if they, when they bring back Seattle, the Seattle Supersonics, I think they're going to take, they're going to shift that onto. They got to bring in two teams. Seattle obviously is number one. And I Vegas think bring in Vegas. Yeah. Right. I think I, Vegas is ready. I think, I think it will happen within the next five to six years. You know, they need the money. Because you know the the fee to pay it, I think is what five hundred million to actually become an expansion franchise. Five hundred yeah. million, really? Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. It's a it's a hefty price. Why do you think the, they're doing the, it that, for money? Obviously, yeah, that's why. Although doing it doesn't it. give a nice balance to finally have sixteen teams in each division, you know. Yeah, that, that and then you could move a New Orleans that is actually on the East Coast into the East Coast, you know. The, right. And also Memphis, you can move. Well, who them wants over to who the wants East New Coast. Orleans in the East? Well, I get, but you would make it more geographically. Correct. Oh, are you talking you about because you're adding two people to the west, two teams. Yeah. To the I've west. done that map a hundred times too. By the way, I, it, it, Vegas and Seattle works, and the whole north, you know, yeah, this, it definitely would work. It's called money. Yeah. Well, it was one of the first so they made money. to COVID. 
You know, when they COVID made they made they made more they made money this year. They they the salary cap is going to be going up. But today tonight's game was usually the the January type game where you're on your computer, kind of browsing the internet and watching, you know, watching the team kind of do their thing and. <laughs> That's well, what we're talking like. about expansion at 15 minutes in. So, of course, that yeah. shows you just how interesting the game actually was. It was uh, extremely uninteresting, but you, you, we, we still got to act like we know what we're talking about. When we... But you can't take a really, you know, can you really take away anything from a game like this? I mean, with the skill level that's out there, the, a lot of these individuals on, if, if both teams were healthy, if Oklahoma City was healthy and the Lakers were actually playing all their key players and were all healthy and all that, a lot of these players wouldn't see the floor. Let's get be real, be realistic on that. A lot of these flare, players would not see the floor. Can you really take something out of the game like this? No. Most most of the games this year, you you, you couldn't take anything out of it. <laughs> uh, even with AD and LeBron playing, and definitely, I, I think it was the end of the OKC curse. Seriously, I mean, first off, we didn't have any some other player that we'd never heard of before set a new record for his career for scoring. We, we had it. We, uh, we, we, we got had the a, rep calls all game long. I'm going to, I'm going to We went to the free throw line. We made our free throws. Um, it's easy to play like that when you don't have any pressure. This team, yeah. if I had for whatever reason, but for whatever reason, it was a different field game because like you said, Joe, we got up two, we got up four, we got up six, then we pushed it to ten, then we were in fifth. Suddenly we were at fifteen, and suddenly the third game quarter over. we fell. We fell behind just a little bit for the third quarter, and yeah, then we but had it that was charge. man. When the other team's playing six guys, three of which I've never heard of before, you know, what do you expect? Yeah, it, what happened it, it, tonight was what we didn't see all year long because all year long we saw a Laker team underachieve. Play less, play below what their talent level was. I, I, I think it's worse. I think that's putting it mild, mildly. Well, I, I mean, it, there's a litany, litany of list of you can only take things that went wrong. I, I'm still, but, I'm still trying to figure out, yeah, if we're ever going to find out what really happened. This doesn't make any sense. There's no way. Well, it just could be. It just could be an outlier. You know, just one of those. One of those. I, I haven't seen. I, I've seen. It doesn't make sense because we shouldn't have been as bad as we were. Super. Te- I've seen super teams not make it all the way, but I've never seen them turn into a what would have been a, a, a team top that could eight win team. with LeBron and AD. With a with LeBron having his one of his career years, especially yeah. scoring. That's that's the part that I. That's why I keep using that analogy of of the Titanic because this is a team full of people who would have snuck onto the boats before the women and children went on. That's the, that's the kind of individuality that came out of well, this. That's part, was, of what, that's part of what the stuff that, that Regina, well, Re, it's, it's Ramona just, it was, was coming out with and the Lakers and talking about it. But, you know, you brought up an interesting thing about the it being almost like an, a, a shipwreck in a sense, because it seemed to me that this team was so much worse. Russell Westbrook was so much more damaging than anybody expected. And I still don't understand. I, I understand what you're saying, Joe. It's like, it's like one plus, one plus one equals four. I don't think you there's could have seen. There's a missing, there's no there's missing way part of the formula that we don't know. How could they, I mean, how could this team with this, the talent that they had on it play so poorly? There's exactly, there's no way even you G that would have 
expected you this. You didn't hear my you didn't hear my thoughts in the preseason. And if, as we if, if we had gone into the first round and lost, I would have said you you pinned it you pinned it right on the dot. He didn't do anything, right? This was the worst. You had LeBron. No, I didn't having... expect that, the whole team to do this bad. I expected the Russell Westbrook thing to be a bad fit. I'm going to clarify that. Yeah, it was a bad fit, be... but not 32 wins. That, no, I didn't that expect. A, that's... I, I expected that the team would overcome his bad play in order to go ahead and still make a run in the playoffs. I did not expect this. I just expected the bad fit part of it as far as Russell Westbrook is concerned. Uh, not the record. Obviously, no one at it, you know that was predicting the Lakers with the team that they had set up even could come close to predicting what had happened for the Lakers. So yeah, I that and, that and, part and of it. It's also I I'm 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 getting to the point here too cuz I'm 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 going to mention something to to Tom here. I know Tom was talking I know we had a butting of heads in the last show about AD and whether we should listen to the offers, he was just quoted. He was just quoted, and I'm paraphrasing that he's not going to change his off-season program. He's he blamed it on stepping on someone and someone running into his knee. And to me, even if that's true, okay, which it is to a degree, even though when he turned his ankle, he didn't step on anybody. His ankle just turned, which already is a lie. To me, this team has no accountability. It reminds me of most of the people that you know in real life they're they're not accountable for what they've done and a, a true leader will take blame even if it's not his fault or her fault and they have none of them have taken any blame on anything and even if let's say Frank Vogel yeah, or what or they've Rob, all said is that they'd like to run it back <laughs> okay running it back when AD said running it back last year it made more sense because when he got injured right. they were up to one it made sense and I, and in the end he was right. Your his well, first instinct they was right. Won if it hadn't been for the injuries, but, but but see, there's a difference. There's a difference between that and what happened this year, right? Yeah, it's, oh, they're, no, they're but, not but the we, same thing. But we they're equating into the same thing that we would have won. We would have beat the Suns had AD not gone down. But we and could talk AD about that how many times? Been injured this year. How many? We how many? How many? with Russ. How many series can we say that the Lakers lost in the finals because of something like that? You know, I, I, I don't. You're preaching to the choir, Joe, because I agree with almost everything you say. But the whole point is, is that there's this strange, ludicrous little thing that's percolating here, which is that you know Russ comes out because he's got to say this since he's going to accept his, you know, he's going to use the option of taking his player option and getting paid forty-seven million. So he's got to say, you know, yeah, listen, we could run it back. You know, we could do this. That's the only reason we didn't. We just never played games. We didn't. We could figure this out. And then you hear you hear AD saying, "Well, we could have beat the Suns last year, and then and then this year, the only reason we not we're not in the only reason is the injuries." So you can see him coming out and paralleling it, and then LeBron even sit, sitting there saying that it was the injuries. We never had a chance. So. I it's hope a, the it, it's not really listening to this stuff and buying it. I mean, that is really scary because now there is a loss. There's also a logical financial reason for running it back, which is that if you, assuming that you got LeBron to do an extension, if you if you kept Russ for that year, you would come out with around thirty five million dollars in open cap space to sign a third star. 
and that's that's why Russell's expiring contract has value. So the Lakers could go in. We would wait. We would gamble everything next year on running it back, which I hate, and and then bake it on the next year after that of being able to come in on LeBron in the 80s last year and and bring in a third star who would re maybe be the heir apparent to LeBron. So there is this whole percolating story under under the ground there that that we could run it back and there are some financial reasons for saying that the same reason you think that their teams would be willing to go out there and trade for Russell Westbrook, $47 million for one year. They're going to be more apt to do it in February than they are yeah. during the summer. Well, they'll really be hungry for it in February. That's sure. what I'm saying. Because then, you, then you're going to yeah. weed out who are the losers and who are the, the winners. Yeah, but, and the, but then there's, we teams. want the teams that still think that they can get something out of Russ. Uh, I understand. I'm just letting you know that, that, that if West, Westbrook is going to be a harder person to trade in the summer, yeah. not impossible. Because no, he's going to be pretty. He's going to, it'll, you watch and see, he'll turn out to be pretty easy to trade. I mean, we just saw, we just saw the whole Gordon Hayward thing being added as a, as a possibility. And, and the whole situation is, is that we can probably can switch, switch, we can probably trade him for three contracts of, of, let's say, rotation players, players who belong in, in a, in a competing championship competing teams, top eight players. I think we can get three guys like that. And it's because our draft picks have value. And, and it's because Russ has value, especially for a team that wants to clear cap space to be able to sign somebody. And there is a point in time when the Lakers are going to have to sign somebody or trade for him. And it's hard to think of what we got now to trade other than Russ is the only one, you know, trying to find some somebody who needs to get rid of contracts so badly that they'll, they'll take Russ. But he's not really the kind of asset that's going to get us somebody like AD, somebody to replace LeBron. We're not going to get a, a superstar to replace LeBron with that. But we might get him if we had $35 million in cap space. And so the Lakers have got a plan ahead. And that's why this extension with LeBron is going to be so critical. Because if he just says how I'm going to sign the extension and everything's honky-dory and clutches on board and we just we're going for the next two years of LeBron and we're not going to do anything dumb so that it'll kill us afterwards because AD still is a clutch client but if LeBron says well I'm gonna I'd like to see what's going to happen by the end of the year so I'm gonna I'm not going to sign an extension this will be you know we'll talk about it again at the end of the year the Lakers may at that point in time decide that maybe it's time to trade LeBron and AD because they really they could really, they re, both of them would have real value on the market right now. It'd be Absolutely. an impossible there, thing to no think way that they're trading. do this. I, I think it's, no crazy, that... it's crazy for them to do it. But if they ask themselves the question of whether they thought they could win a championship with LeBron and AD in the next two years, and they could not answer yes to that question because they weren't willing to take back the contracts or weren't willing to pay the luxury taxes, or whatever reason it is, if they can't answer that question positively, then they would be fools not to make the trades right now because both of those players would yield some real, some real young, good, good young players, star players. Joe, want to return on that, and then we'll go ahead with our. I think, I think, I think coaching picks. Too, too many people are forgetting what's what's at stake next year. That LeBron's going to be breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. There's no way the Lakers are not going to wait to see him break that in a Laker uniform. 
just not going to happen. And AD last year, and he doesn't sign an extension. No, if he doesn't sign an extension, you let him play the year out. He breaks the record, and then let him. If he wants to leave, he can leave. There's there's some serious decision making that needs to get done. That's an understatement of the year. And I I think other than LeBron at this point, everything needs to be considered. And. I'm trying to figure out is is the league going to conspire? Not you know officially, but behind the scenes. I mean, you know, figuratively. Are they going to conspire in making sure the Lakers eat it this summer and not do anything for them? No, because each each team is still out for itself. Good. So if that's the case, the reality of what will likely happen is, especially if the Lakers stand their ground the trade that's going to have to happen is if you don't risk your future it's going to have to be something where the lakers have to take on multiple years meaning like three at the very least 100 million dollars for russ's 47 million and then now the lakers need to figure out if that player fits with this team if he doesn't that's going to be a problem if he's injury prone, that's going to be a problem. It's 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 a crapshoot. This is going to be a summer of either they made the they made the right call or the wrong call, and the wrong call is going to be what happened this year. It's going to be the right call if everybody plays and everybody gets along. It's 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 a fifty fifty thing. I, it, there's no other way to put it. I, I know it's kind of plain. Yeah, it's, but it's got two chances to fail. First, you might make the wrong deal, but even if you make the right deal, the players may not come out and play the way you. I don't think there's play. anything that's going to be worse than what we just experienced. No. So I, I don't think they'll ever make another deal, the way they, that they did. Unless some idiot talks them into going into running it back in order to get the cap space. If they run it back, replace LeBron. They will quickly within the first month realize how bad of an idea that was. Yeah. We got a little bit of a of the taste. Remember, we went. Winless in, in, in preseason. Do you remember what happened the last time we were winless in the preseason? Wait, that it, was this year. Yeah, this year. We were 0-6 this year. Yeah, and then we were 0-8 the year Mike Brown got fired. Right, yeah, I think. Right. yeah, so. Give me Mike Brown right now. I'd probably take him. <laughs> I, I, don't, I wouldn't take anyone anywhere, any re- rehab at this point. I'm, I'm just over all the, 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 just the rehash and the BS and no one listening to the coach and you know, I just, I'm tired of it. I want someone, I want a leader on this team and Lakers really need to focus on that. I mean, I think that's a very important part of this as well. Just as important as getting rid of Westbrook is finding a legitimate coach who will demand respect and actually have a plan. If you don't do that, if you find another puppet, then you're done. You're, you're not going to win out anyways. And, and LeBron needs to make a decision on if he really wants to win at least one more title. I don't think he's going to get two. I think he might, if anything, he might have a shot at doing one if things work out perfectly. But you got a freaking, but how's he going to do it? In 19 years, he hasn't really given two craps about who the coach is. Does he? Has he ever? I mean, I think he loved Pop. That's about it. Who else? Who else does he like? Lou? Does he really like Lou? Did he really care? I don't, yeah, I, don't I think, think he, he could have forced the Lou situation. He could have forced Lou onto the team. If but he really see, Lou, yeah. Lou, everybody, he's the flavor he of the month. He doesn't want to do that. He doesn't. He may want to have 
control of what a team does to the extent that every star player knows that his career is going to be dependent upon, you know, who this team gets to, to play with him. Remember, he got a coach fired, and they were leading the Eastern He Conference. tends to be more of a behind-the-scenes type of manipulating type of guy rather than... Yeah, he's a passive-aggressive guy. He's a classical yeah. millennial. Yeah, and yeah, I, it, I think that's fine. That, that makes sense. But, you know, listen, hey, we traded the 15th best man in the NBA, players that... that LeBron didn't want to have traded. We traded two guys to get two two clutch clients to get Russ. You know, so it's not like, I mean, people are overstating this whole thing about how clutch has and LeBron have control of that. He's he's the GM and so forth. It's all BS. He has influence. I don't, like I don't think it's BS. And probably influence in proportion to the kind of superstar he is like well, the greatest player who ever played right now it's all about speculation it's all about everything it's not speculation it's, it's, it's all about what you think you this can is a night this is lakers may do it's, this it's, is a it's wild right now this it's is a 19 wild. year wild i'll give i'll give lebron his first couple of years but after a couple of years lebron this is status quo for lebron this is what happens either, out there either explodes or he, he 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 everything's good. It either right. explodes or it's it's good. Magic is the class, magic is 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 I don't know what what what's he's, going on with he's him. He's mad at the Lakers. He's mad at Rob. He's, he's mad, mad at, at winning, winning time. time. He's mad at everybody. Yeah. He, he he told Variety that the, you can't do a Lakers story without the Lakers. Well, it just got approved for season two, so it shows no. you that you can't do a Lakers story without the Lakers. But. Uh, there's going to be a lot more speculation and talk about this in upcoming shows. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. I want to go ahead and mention again that the Lakers did win 120 to 101 against the Oklahoma City Thunder. They have one more game left, and we'll go ahead and cover that as far as what we're going to do on the back end of the show before we head on out. But before we head on out, we wanted to go ahead and talk about our all NBA picks and our coaching picks. First up is Coach of the Year. And for me, it's very simple Monty Williams. Yeah. End of story. Monty Williams in the story. Tom, your thoughts on Coach of the Year? I, again, for me, it's I, all I think Monty he, I think he walks away with everything on it. You know, the the job that he's done with the Suns has been incredibly impressive. Absolutely, because they are they are a juggernaut team that's put together. Uh, James Jones uh, has put well, together about a the person roster. himself, Tom. I mean, after the tragedy he went through on a personal yep. level, yeah, it just it incredible. just burns me that he was actually a candidate to coach the Lakers. Of course. He's the one yeah, that I really wanted LeBron to have the job. I, I'm not a Tyrone Lou fan, but I was a Monty Williams fan. So congratulations, Monty. Monty uh, they have to do a better decline. guy. He, and, he uh, said he didn't want to go. Yeah. Well, Joe, what are your thoughts on Coach of the Year? We're both I mean, Monty Williams. Monty, Monty Williams is, is, if he wins, for sure. For sure, it's warranted. But I, I, would, I would vote for Taylor Jenkins, I think. What he's done in Memphis. Great point. Great point. What he's done in Memphis 
with jaw out and them still winning and yes. them being young and him being a uh, unknown and being in Memphis and being in the uh, Western conference. It's like one, one, one after another. I'd say the most enjoyable games this year were actually the Memphis games. I remember they played Memphis, what all four times in like a four week period, wasn't it? Something and, like that, yeah. and it was, it, it I remember we won the first one, and then after that, it was kind of nail biters until the, until the end with those with those games. And I just I, I usually get irritated when they always give it to a Taylor Jenkins, like this up and coming guy, because I'm like, look, there, there there are great coaches who coach better too some years. So that's where the Monty Williams things does does come in and into my philosophy, but. Looking at the situation with Memphis, I just think that's a that's a crazy, crazy interesting situation. You don't. They really might be the better that. team. I, they play better defense. They might be the better team, but than than Phoenix. They could, they could, but I think they're probably a year away from really so. being a threat. Phoenix how has to win. Usually how it works is they have to have that stepping stone year where you really at this show point, up in the playoffs. At this point, you have to – Phoenix has to win it all. This is, I believe, Chris Paul's last shot. Well, it's also it, the it, fact that, that uh, DeAndre Ayton, you know, his contract situation, a couple of the other guys are due for contract extension no. as well. And we all know the owner – He's not the most spendful of owners out there. Plus, he's going through his own stuff as far as all the allegations, which are very much substantiated in a lot of cases. So he might not be long for owning that team. So we'll see what happens there. So you got your thoughts. Excellent thoughts out there. And if hey, if you guys out there and gals out there have thoughts on Coach of the Year, please let us know in the comments on YouTube, Facebook, or on Twitter. Before we head on out, though, Joe and Laker Tom, get your pencils ready, get your keyboards ready to type in exactly who you think is going to be on the NBA's first team, second team, and third team. Oh, he's got it in his brain. Okay. I only care about the first team. I don't care about No, you got to do all three teams. I ask for all three teams because, you know, the debate over LeBron. You're lucky I prep for each show. Okay. Yes. Well, there you go. I'm going to start off. You don't believe me, do you? No, I'm going to start off with why. <laughs> that's what I did when I did my show before. Of course I prepped. That's the whole, that's how I was Fair trained. I, but I know you're a busy man as well. First team though, for me, NBA all team, first team is Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm going to put the last second I made a switch because John Moran's been out too many games in my book for first team. So I'm going to put Devin Booker with Luka Doncic. That's my for all NBA first team. My second team is Stephen Curry, then John Morant, simply because, again, I think he was out too many games. Jason Tatum, and Jason Tatum's been on fire. He's been playing really well. He was a close, close guy as well as far as being in that first team. DeMar DeRozan, and he's been a godsend for Chicago. Just imagine if the things would have come true and he would have been on the Lakers, like Magic said. Sorry, Joe. That's what he said. And Carl Anthony Towns. I think I'm putting Carl Anthony Towns above Rudy Gobert because Rudy Gobert, again, very limited in what he can and can do as far as how he impacts the team, but he does impact on the defensive end. But Carl Anthony Towns, Stephen Curry, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, and De- DeMar DeRozan on my second team. 
And then my third team is Trey Young, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Chris Paul, and Rudy Gobert. Laker Tom, you've had some time to think about it. Hopefully you got your list is ready, but please let me know your thoughts on NBA all first, second, and third team. My first team has got Luka, Booker, Durant, Giannis, and Jokic. There you go. I was I was worried you might put LeBron there, and I'm like, uh-oh, controversy. No. My second team has got um, Trey Young, Steph, Embiid, DeRozan, and LeBron. Why put Embiid on the second team, if I may ask? Well, I got a center that's better than him on the first team. You can play both of them. Well, on the you first team. do it your way. You would do it. I'd do it the way I would do it. Okay, fair enough. And third team. Third team. Third team is uh, Tatum, uh, Ja, Harden, Siakam, and Cap. Siakam, surprising in there, but he has played extremely well the back His half. He's won games. Yeah, he he's played very well on the back half of the season for Toronto. So big shout out to Sean Grice in Toronto area because he's told me constantly about the progress of pascal siakam last but certainly not least is the man right here who's got it all in his head it is joe soro first for sure i gotta think about second and third because okay i don't know apparently that that matters to me and it does to them as far as contract luca derozan and Giannis. say it again i i talked to Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, luca derozan First team. DeRozan on the first team? Yes. He's played all year. Well, look at where the Bulls are. They kind of faded I mean, after they, they, they were leading the Eastern Conference. you got to give some weight to how games win. They win. So, he's, he's had some 50-point games, so I, I can agree well, with yeah, you. It, it, would, it would have been different had Ja played more and, and if Steph had played more, obviously. Yeah. they Well, Steph, it wasn't easy. Actually... Steph really wasn't – this is one of his worst shooting seasons in his yeah, career. Steph struggled after the uh, – right before the first of the year. Yeah, so – Yeah, but they really struggled when he was out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, Steph, really struggled. Steph, I, I guess, might have snuck in at three if he was playing. Why not put someone in like Devin Booker, though? Devin Booker uh, would make sense. Yeah. Team one team has the best record in the league. Yeah. I would say you you could you could I could I could switch Booker into DeRozan, but I just I don't know. I think I think DeRozan's had a career year. He's yeah, I know. Arguably that's still the, a, still a second team highest level. Yeah, you could you could say second. So let's say Booker at at two there, and then you drop DeRozan at um, second team at second, second team. team and put Jaw on the second team. Uh, God damn, half the damn teams have had injuries everywhere. I don't even yeah. know where to go at that point. Well, that's if why they, I put a lot of them on the third team as far as the ones who really miss time, like LeBron. <laughs> so Durant. third team would be Ja, you would be would be Book, uh, not Booker, uh, DeRozan. You'd go with, uh, I think Carl Anthony Towns had a phenomenal year. Yes. I think you could definitely feel pretty, pretty content. At I would him put him above two. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I have Gobert off. I yeah, I don't think I'm using Gobert on anything, at least not this year. Right. Who would finish off the second? And it's not just him, it's how his team plays. Jason Tatum. Oh, yes. Jason Tatum. And then um God, what was the second one? 
Trey Young has had a great season, even though Atlanta's been sort of right around 500. Oh, they did have they did get I off. Wanted, the I wanted to put Marcus Smart on. I really was working hard to try to. I'll, find I'll, I'll, I'm putting him at, at third. Uh, Marcus Smart. I think that yeah, could be like the defensive impact team. on the Celtics this year. Boy, this is a tough one. Um. But I put Durant and LeBron in my third team. I think that that you know. Yeah, Durant. I was I was going to put LeBron third. So Durant, Durant, LeBron. Um, yeah, but Durant's the way he's been playing, man. I mean, it's like he never got. I in. can even put Chris Paul ahead of Stephen Curry for me on from third to second team and switch those two out. It, Stephen Curry has been struggling so hard. This is the hardest. This is the hardest season to do this yeah. because there just hasn't been. Now the question now is what. What Adam Silver has pointed this out, he pointed it out, I believe, yesterday, where the star's not playing in these games. What do you think he's going to do? Well, I, I think it has to come down to, you know, some type of monetary compensation as far as fines, things of that nature. That but that's going to be a have, CBA thing. Are they going to yeah, play ball? It, it has to be. You can't do anything like this. You can't make adjustments until you do a CBA, until a new CBA. You it's have the to, whole load management thing. They have yeah. to come to some sort of agreement. That's going yeah. to be a very controversial thing to agree upon. Exactly. Does it change? Does it change the image of the NBA if that happens? Well, I think that's the argument that the teams are going to be using to the players. That in in all of the history of the negotiation of the CBA, things that have done things that have been done in the past to raise the character and standing of the players. Uh, the honesty and integrity of the game are always things that rate real high. So they'll have to reach some sort of agreement. And I think the agreement is going to be that, that you have to have a real serious injury, that it can't just be load management. Well, it's also the fact that you're going to start getting a fan backlash because the yeah. fact that prices are becoming more expensive. You've got you to gotta beat that before it happens. You, you have to be proactive against yeah. something like that because Agreed. it goes to the image of the game goes to the image of the league. Fans are just going to stop coming if if they're going to spend all this they're money. Not, which, they're not. They're not stopping, uh, uh, G. Well, they will to some degree. They're there, not. At least there'll be a fan well, backlash. You know, there was, a, there was a point in the league before winning time happened. Before LeBron, before Magic and Bird came on the scene, the league was really in a lot of trouble, and a lot of it was sort of – yeah, but we're in a different time, Tom. Back yeah. then, owners thought, think about this for a second. John, Jack Kent Cook sold the Lakers because of a divorce. Yeah. Okay? It, 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 the, the way they marketed oh, really? I remember Art Modell, the owner of the Cleveland Browns and then later the Baltimore Ravens, he moved to Baltimore because he's a ter- he, he, he never got into the new wave of how the world worked in terms of money and marketing and all those things. Nowadays, everything's fixed. It's fixed. And I think we got a taste of how insignificant people in the stands are during COVID, especially in the NFL, and then a little bit in the NBA. It, they've already gotten their sponsors. They've already got their TV money. The fans and the concessions is just extra money. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care about the fans. The players don't care about the fans. The coaches don't play – play these guys to cater to the fans. They don't care. Yeah, but when the owner's representative, which is what the commissioner is, when the owner's representative brings up that subject and makes a point about it, 
he's really aligning himself with the fans and empowering and, and he's basically using the fans as a pressure lever on the players to make sure that fans don't the, care. The superstars got to play. They say they care online and they'll tweet mm-hmm. and they'll Facebook and they'll Instagram, but then they go back to their old ways when they're off the computer. I don't believe anything anyone says. There's one thing that I remember Colin Coward says, and I, I'm, I'm kind of 50, 50 on Colin. I wouldn't Coward, believe so. anything Colin Coward. Says. Well, again, sometimes he's, he's, he's <laughs> the guy's in love with himself. Uh, there's no doubt about I it. I have but no comment on him. He, he does oh, say, he does say, he's, he did say something nice. I won't say he, it at all. He did say something that, that, that has always resonated with me. He said, don't watch what people say. Don't listen to what people say. Watch what they do. And, and that goes for anything in life. I keep hearing, oh, we're done with the NFL because of their social whatever or the NBA's whatever and all this. And then all of a sudden, they're breaking records, rating records right. and big TV contracts and all this stuff. I'm like, well, where is this coming from? Aren't the TV contracts based off of viewership? Isn't that how they all do all those analytics? So to well, me, based on bidding against different competitors to get the big contract. I, I, but but that's based off of people paying to watch, mm-hmm. whether they're at the game or in, in the house. It, 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 it nothing makes the nothing integrity connects. the integrity of the game when it comes down to the stars playing. Who wants to go to a game with the Lakers and not see LeBron James? That's the problem. See Tom, like the last two games, especially tonight. Tonight, okay. What if that one person, and you know it's every game, every game, there's someone out there during any game, any sporting event, that might be their only time at a game like that in their life. And I'll imagine, why did Michael become captivating? Why did Kobe become captivating? Why did we love Derek Fisher, even though he was terrible on one side of the court for almost half of his whole career after his ankle injury? The reason why is because we admired – why do we admire Kurt Rambis? Because we fall in love with those guys who give it their all. And when you don't do Kurt that – Kurt Rambis is all. That's the problem. Who? Kurt Rambis. He's still giving us us all. I'm talking about when he was playing. I don't know what the hell he's doing now. Again, going back to the whole magic thing, you know, there's things that magic's good at and there's things that he's terrible at. and It's, it's like that in life, guys. That's why – I told you this before. I go, I, I have fr- family and friends that I've loved and known for 20, 30, my whole life, but I wouldn't make, I wouldn't put them in charge of this. You know, it's, it's, you got to know where everyone fits. And that's what, what a good leader does. And that's what a good manager does. When you don't do that, you fail like you did this year as a Laker. You didn't recognize certain things. You went this way. And it was not the right moves. Now, the beautiful thing about sports is you always got next year. So let's pull our pants up. Let's put our shirts back on. And let's focus on what's important. What's important now is we need to get leadership on this team, if anything. Okay? Because right now we have zero leadership from top to bottom. Top to bottom. Where this goes from here, we're going to find out in about three or four months, at least at the beginning. That we will indeed. But once again, the Lakers, 120 to 101. They close out their home schedule at the Crypto.com Arena with a win. Their season is all but over, but their last game is going to be on the road at Denver. 6.30 p.m. is the start time, and we'll be on after the game. 
just wanted to mention that again we will be talking to you after that game talking about all the great things that are going on to close out the season i'm sure we'll have our opinions on the lakers season right there for you we'll start with a play-in preview maybe and go from there we'll talk about all the great things that are going on in the nba as well over the coming days and also talk a lot about the changes that will hopefully be made over the course of the summer starting with coaching because we all assume that frank vogel's not very long for the job we all assume that there's going to be changes made so we'll definitely be here on a weekly basis just like normal talking to you about what's going on in with the lakers and the nba right here at the lakers fast break but before heading out i want to go ahead again give a shout out to the hoop heads podcast network thank you so much for all your supporting and also sharing all the stuff that we do on social media lakersball.com that great conversation that they have those great guys there want to give them a big shout out thank you so much for allowing me into your forum there guys and appreciate it so much want to thank so much as also as well to laker tom jamie sweet and all that they've done over the course of this season with lakerholics.com please the great articles are going to continue to be there at lakerholics.com and the biggest shout out is for you the folks out there who watch us on facebook also listen to us on the podcast networks, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, the YouTube followers, which, yeah, exactly. The YouTube followers out there, you guys have been tremendous out there over the past month. You've increased our audience by tenfold. It's just been great to see. So please go ahead and continue all summer long with us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But again, for Joe Sorrow, Laker Tom, and Cheryl Glassford, We'll see you Sunday. We'll have much more conversation because the season will officially end. You can finally kick some dirt on the Lakers coffin for the 2021-22 season as the Lakers will finish out their season against Denver Sunday night at 6.30. And we'll be on after the game right around 9 p.m. right after the game. So check us out then on Sunday night right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.